Hello. Hey, I'm just going to use hey. this. Um, I just don't know how it's recording. And there's a lot of background noise because it's hot as Hades. So I have the door open. No. Oh, that's what you meant by everybody was making noise. Okay. <laughs> there's like no way to avoid it at this point. Is every single door open in the house? Yes. Every light Bruh. in the house is on. Backyard <laughs> looks like we're cracking down. What? Is Sarah Heath a country artist? <laughs> Sometimes. This week's episode goes back to the topic that so many of you ask me about. That's right, dating. I have taken a pledge. I have started a process. I have joined something called Naked Dating. That's not like naked and afraid. Like I'm not actually naked. It's supposed to be like emotionally and vulnerable and all that kind of stuff. And it is terrifying. Uh, I've already started one week of it. The best part of all of it is for three weeks, I'm not even supposed to date. So I'm just learning about myself. And so this episode, we thought we would share a little bit about that. And I just want to thank you for joining me in this super awkward part of my life. I was trying to figure out how to like share with you guys me re-entering the dating world. Uh, It didn't seem right that I should like, I don't know, share all the content from my dating coaching because I'm pretty sure that's all copyrighted. Uh, It didn't feel right for me to, you know, take a microphone with me as I'm trying to actually interact with real humans. So I've been trying to think like, how can I best introduce you into the process? I think one of the things that's scariest for me about being um, sort of looked up to or mentoring folks is I'm always afraid that because my life doesn't look the way that, well, it's not a storybook by any means, shape or form. I'm kind of always afraid that I'm letting people down. One of those people in my life is an intern that I had last summer, Abigail. She is incredible. If you remember from the birthday episode, she's the one that put a lot of that together. Abby is just an energetic 20-something. And I look at her and I really hope that looking at my life isn't a discouragement, that she's not afraid to go into ministry because she might end up some sort of spinster like me. So I've always been really, really honest with her. And I thought a conversation with her about me re-entering the dating world would at least provide some laughs for you guys, if not give you a little insight into what it's been like to go to a dating professional. I think it's kind of cool. My uh, dating coach is actually Jewish in background, so I feel like I almost have a matchmaker. You know, I'm doing the dating coaching thing. and. I had my first call, like one-on-one call with her last week. And um, in the first like three weeks, you're not supposed to actually date unless you like happen to meet someone in real life. Like you're not supposed to be like actively pursuing like using apps or whatever. Okay. So like it was just a really strange week anyway because I just had bizarre conversations about. How was the conversation with her? Uh, It was good. Um, Okay. But she said, she's like asking me about my dating history and it just like it's so funny i don't talk about that like yeah. other than like joking around with like people i'm good friends with but like explaining to someone from like ground zero your dating history was super awkward and then like yeah. not, not only that but like her asking like really great questions but like how do you think that why do you think that happened or whatever and mm-hmm. i was like uh and like even explaining my biggest breakup because i mean i've had some rough ones but like probably the most tra- not tragic. I hate that word. Probably the most, <laughs> not 
Savage. <laughs> savage. Honestly, Savage. Where's Cardi B? <laughs> Shut up. Cardi B didn't make that word up. <laughs> how I know you're like 19. No, I'm just kidding. 20. I'm five. You're five. That's how I know because you quoted Cardi B. Um, All right. <laughs> no, I, you know, probably the guy that I almost married and kind of like yeah. that situation and trying to explain that to her and then her being like, so like how have you like gotten over that since? And I was like actually really pl- proud of like all the work that I'd done mm-hmm. and then kind of the even the dating this year someone that was different and um how like different not because he was you know he just different because he was so kind in the beginning and so wonderful and um yeah it was just really hard because then she was like well I really want you to like practice being present with people like when people invite you to things like go and like you know really listen to people and not just for like the pastoral side, but like really be present to people. Wow. And, and, I, and she was like, yeah, especially guys and all sorts. And I'm like, I feel like I do that anyway, but okay. Um, and so <laughs> <laughs> last night I, um, when I texted you, I was at, it was the weirdest thing. I had gone to spin class. Yeah. Tell me what happened. I went to spin class and it was like 4.30 that it started. So like spin class was over at like 5, whatever. Okay. And I was super hungry because I hadn't really eaten that much during the day. So I was like, I'm going to go get food. And I went to this restaurant because I used to love their salads when I lived in this neighborhood before. I like loved their salads. And so yeah. I went to go get one and there was no one in the restaurant, like no one in the restaurant. And so I ended up, um, you know, getting my salad and going outside. And all of a sudden, I, like, had this, like, memory. Like, I used to go there. I lived in the same area when I was dating the guy that I dated for a couple years. And we used to always, on weekend nights, we would joke that we were either going to go to Thai place or this place. And I always (laughs) got the same salad, like, every time. And so it was just me, like, alone in this restaurant because it's, like, five and who eats at five on a Saturday night. And I look around and this couple walks in and it was, like, looking at us seven years ago. Mm. Like, she was kind of hipstery cute and he was, like, buff and, like, the conversation, like, even their, like, sweet conversation of, like, she knew what he wanted and he needed to, like, go to Staples. And, like, I was trying not to listen and... But I'm, like, literally at the table that's, like, on the outside. So I'm, like, hearing that. And then all of a sudden, it was, like, every couple that, like, lived in Costa Mesa flocked needed to go to that restaurant. And I was just, like, oh, man. And it just felt weird because I felt like I was having flashbacks. By the way, you can hear my adorable little neighbor right now talking to Abigail. Abigail (laughs) talking to all the other neighbors. She's so, I love where I live. Freaking love where I live, this little girl. So, anyway, I ended up like when I was sitting there, my friend Mike uh, McCarg, he like got Marco Polo last week for whatever reason. So, he Marco Polos (laughs) me because he has no idea, right? He just Marco Polos me and he's like, What are you doing this Saturday? And like, I Marco Polo back. I was like, I was at Spin. And then he writes back, Spin sounds like something you should do if you're like a DJ. Like, it was a funny conversation. (laughs) And I was like, Actually, I'm alone in this restaurant and look at all these couples. And then I was like, I don't know why, but I texted him. I was like, I don't have any friends in Costa Mesa. <laughs> no. Because I like realized like there wasn't anyone that I could call on a Saturday night. Like I have a lot of work to do for the podcast, for writing, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So like I should have been like home working 
but I just was so hungry that I went out to eat. But then I was like, what if I wanted to like go out tonight? And then I started thinking about it. And I was like, <laughs> I also don't have any friends here that aren't like church related. And I don't really want to be around like church people on a Saturday night, although some of them, but you know, um, yeah, yeah. I just wasn't feeling it. And so I just texted or I Marco pulled him and he like immediately Marco pulled his back. He's like, we are immediately moving to Costa Mesa. Um, uh, which was so nice, but of course they didn't. Uh, but I just had this, like, who do I call in this? And so I just texted my friend out of the blue, like, Hey, just want to let you know, I need to find some friends in Costa Mesa. <laughs> and he's like married and has kids. And like, I didn't expect a response or whatever, but he was like, Oh my gosh, it's my birthday party tonight. You should come over. Um, Wait, I, what? <laughs> he's like, I should have totally invited you before. And he was like, come on over. He's like, your neighbors are coming. Because it turns out, like, the people that live below me are good friends with, like, all of my friends from 10 years ago. And so I end up, like, quickly getting ready and going to this party. And it was funny because he, like, a while ago was like, hey, there's someone I want you to meet. He's kind of in a similar situation to you. So he texts me as we're on the way to the party. He's like, hey, just so you know. Or maybe he texted me earlier than that. And it was like he put like a na- list of people who are going to be there, including this guy's name, who's, I didn't, you know, think about it. And then all of a sudden I was like on the way to the party. I'm like, Oh, is that the guy you wanted me to meet? And mm. he's like, yeah. So anyway, I ended up going to this party and the whole time I'm thinking my dating coach wants me to like be present, meet people. So I was like really listening to everyone and really engaging people in conversation. Of course, like all of them are married except for this dude and I, and this <laughs> And I, I didn't see him there originally. And also, like, I don't know. I was feeling kind of not really, like, everyone was dressed super cute. And I had, like, literally just taken a shower and thrown on some, not gym clothes, but, like, lounge around the house clothes. Because I don't think I really realized it was his birthday. I thought it was more like a kickback of people getting together. Got you, got you. So I end up showing up. And all these girls are dressed so cute. And all their little adorable children running around. And... Um, the guy that he wanted me to meet is like super tall. And so I realized, <laughs> I realized at some point in the party, I'm like, Oh, he is here. He's over there with <laughs> another group of dudes. Um, but I never like, this is where I failed. I never actually like made it over to say hello or anything. Sarah, he, I know. And my no. friend, my friend whose birthday was, was like, I wanted to introduce you, but I didn't know how to make it happen. I mean, it wasn't that big of a party. But I was, like, so involved in the conversations around me that I didn't, like, go meet this guy. And uh, hmm. at the end of the night, I was leaving, and he was like, hey, I'm so-and-so. Sorry we didn't actually get to meet. And I was like, yeah, nice to see you. And <laughs> so it was just this, like, he was like, yeah, I guess there were a lot of groups of people, factions, different factions. And I was like, well, I didn't really, like, vote for any of them. So I'm not really sure how we ended up in separate <laughs> factions, but... Um, we made a joke or whatever. And then I walked away and it was so funny because all night long, different people were like, oh my gosh, you know who you need to meet? This guy, he's single too. And I'm like, okay, tell me more because I feel like you guys just keep saying you need to meet so-and-so because they're also single. And And that's like really not a reason for me to meet somebody. And my friend literally says, well, he's like someone you could do something with when all of us like married people are busy. Not today. And I was like, no. Yeah. Okay. Like, I didn't know what to say. So, anyway, that well, was. Yeah. Like, how did that affect you when 
he said that. It was just sort of funny. Like, I was like, well. Yeah. And then they they were all kind of talking. Like, all the married people were, like, thinking through anyone they knew that was single. And I was like, right. guys, I appreciate it. And I think my, like, dating coach should be proud of me, right? To, like, hey. Yes, you're, ma'am. You're actually, like, letting people set you up. Because normally I'd be like, I'm good, thanks. Um, hmm. But it was definitely just, like. I was proud of myself for, like, reaching out when I felt like I was alone and just, like, okay, I love this city so much. Why do I love this city? Because there's a lot of more people my age. But, like, the tough part is even though everyone's my age, they're all married and they all have kids. And so it was just a funny experience. And I don't really know. <laughs> you know, I know, like, in a week and a half or whatever, I have to turn on the dating apps and meet all the people. But it's just a weird, like – Dating is so weird and I have to let it not be weird, right? Like I have to just like do it. Like I should probably contact that guy that I didn't really meet. Like, Yeah, yeah. I think like something about you, even with what you just told me, like your humor, um, like as much as like it seems weird or whatever, but like in that moment, you just like whipping out like that joke about like, oh, I didn't vote. But, like, I don't know. There's something about that that um, it might seem awkward, but there's, like, you have this way of just, like, interacting in a moment and, like, speaking to people where it's natural. And, like, what you said, like, yeah, you should be hecking, like, proud. Hecking, is that a word? I don't know. Hecking, um, hecking proud. Yeah. <laughs> you hella. should be proud. Hella. Hella proud of yourself. Because you did go out there, and it's, like, it sucks, like, that moment of just, like, saying, hey, I need people. But once you get into a social, like, vibe, you're fine, you know? It's so true. I just think, like, I – like, last night was cool because half of the guys that were at this party I used to play soccer with. But, like, we didn't remember playing soccer. It was funny. But <laughs> it was it was a cool experience to be around people that I'm – just getting to know and to like actually be around people my own age, even though we may not be in the same life stage. Yeah. It was just cool. And it reminded me of like, okay, there are people who live around here and like, I don't know what this whole dating thing holds for me, but I, I don't know. I did have some like, all right, like whatever will be, will be. And mm. I just have to get back out there. Otherwise, it, it has become this super awkward thing when it wasn't. And I yeah. don't like that. I hate I hate how awkward it has become. And, you know, people always freak out. Like, every time, it, it doesn't make it any better that people are like, it's got to be so weird to date as a pastor. And I'm like, yep. Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is. Okay. You know, and even, like, the dating coach, she was trying to figure out, like, like who I am and what I am and she's just like oh huh like you could tell she's trying to figure out how to coach somebody who like doesn't have social issues I can talk to anyone you know like <laughs> I think a lot you know what I mean I think a lot of the people clients she works with like have trouble yeah I think she's used to working with people who like are socially awkward right and so she can like tweak that yeah. about them whereas I'm not socially awkward it's just my like my circumstances have been somewhat weird. And that was the thing too. She was like, so it sounds like in that relationship, he really struggled with being married to a pastor, like wanting to be married. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yep. 
And then she's like, and the last one, because you guys had differences in how you saw certain theologies and he wanted someone who thought a little more like him. And I was like, yep. She's like, so in both instances, it's your job. And I was like, yep. <laughs> like, I didn't really wow. know. I don't really know what to say. It's so awkward. Walking away from that conversation, what were you thinking? I mean, I think it's hard because I, I wonder, is any of this even really possible? Like, in, not in spite of my job. Like, I don't want someone to date me in spite of my job. Yeah. I should call my friend Lisa Yeboa and chat with her again, my friend who was on the podcast a while ago, because we both just have this experience where people just want to like, like, oh, your job's... Is it something that you tell people that you do? Hmm. And I mean, I get outed everywhere I go. People are like, this is what she does. Um, <laughs> Surprise. I mean, I went to that like Del Mar racetracks, right, with my parents. And that yeah. bachelor party was there. And it was while I was on leave. And so I didn't tell them what I did. I just said I sp- speak at events, which is true. And also maybe true that I speak at one event every week. Um, every single week. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I'm a community cultivator. I gather people. Um, what? <laughs> you know, and so it just feels like so weird that it has to be something that I'm like ashamed of. And I think probably like not mm-hmm. ashamed of, it just like holds me back from people. So I guess it like kind of made me a little like coming back from that conversation. It's a great question. I felt like maybe there isn't room for people to be okay with my job which I think is really crappy because I'm okay with other people's jobs yeah yeah you are and it's like sometimes we wish it's like oh like this is Sarah Heath I love Sarah Heath because of who she is and it's not like okay but this is her job and once they find out they're like well I feel like that shouldn't be something that matters no but it does I mean like we've done the market research (laughs) people (laughs) you know and I don't know if that's just because I like date the wrong humans in fact last night someone was like would you date someone that wasn't a christian i was like heck yeah i would like almost he would be nicer like because he doesn't have all the like (laughs) hang-ups of what are her beliefs in this this and this like i just don't think like i think people change so much over time that i don't really need someone who thinks the same way as i do i need someone who looks at life the same way you know wow yeah no completely and so like i have to like do these little like i watch these videos abby Wait, what? <laughs> I have to watch these videos every day as part of my challenge, right? Um, <laughs> and, like, they're, like, it's called emotionally naked dating. And, like, A, I feel like I'm real mature because I'm not, like, giggling about it, which I feel like is really good. Um, yeah. <laughs> so good. And I had to do this whole thing with, like, commitment to the journey visualization. Like, visualize your life if you keep it the same. Or visualize your life if you... Um, actually make the effort to find someone. And I fell asleep visualizing. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you went, it went black. Dormant. I did. I was like, well, this is my vision. I literally fell asleep. Now, mind you, I hadn't slept really well the night before, but. Wait, you legit fell asleep. I legitimately fell asleep. Like oh. while listening to her amazing voice, having me envision my future, I like fell asleep. And did you have a dream? <laughs> like, what? No. I, like, woke up confused about where I was. That's what happened. Okay. Okay. Good. So how did the rest of the class go? <laughs> I mean, she's not here. It's just a video. Um, okay. So we had to do this exercise where we had to write down, like, the things that we're excited about. 
like the things that when we imagine someone being in our life, like are positive. But yeah. then I thought this was really good. We had to write down all the things that we're like not excited about being in our lives. Like if, wow. some, if somebody comes in, what's going to change that we're not excited about? And I was like, dang, because there were some things like yeah. I kind of like the way my life is. Hmm. That's it. So would you say like, answering that question is hard? Yeah. So here were some of the things. I'll, I'll grab my little book. Okay. By the way, the front of my journal says she's a dreamer, a doer, a thinker. She sees possibility <laughs> everywhere. Yes, um, ma'am. <laughs> so like what would a partner bring to your life, right? So yeah. of course for me, it's like someone to plan adventures with, someone to help uh, me make big decisions. We all know I hate that. Someone <laughs> I could share this uh, love that I feel like I have a lot of love to offer. You know, like I get really excited about other people's achievements. Yeah. Um, stupid things like someone to watch TV with, cook with, do all my like little projects around the house. Like, you know me, I love to like build furniture and weird things like that. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> someone to take care of me when I'm sick and I take care of when they're sick. Someone to share music with. We know how much I love music. If I could just like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, honestly, like I love songs and I always want to like talk about the meanings of them, you know, someone to think about, yes. songs, you know, with. Um, someone to like actually have someone to cuddle around. I love to cuddle. I'm a cuddler. Um, someone to buy friends, uh, presents for someone to buy friends for someone to buy presents for <laughs> someone to talk about with my friends. Cause I think it is kind of weird that like my friends all talk about their husbands and such. And I'm like, yeah, my dog, um, <laughs> Tanner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I was thinking about like someone to bounce ideas off call when I travel, Someone who kind of grounds me, reminds me of who I am. Someone that gives me purpose beyond just myself. Someone to encourage and be encouraged by. And someone to actually like buy a house with. So all the decisions I make aren't on my own. And then here are the cons. You ready? Like the things I actually don't like. Um, Like somebody's going to know about my lazy nights. (laughs) You know, like where I'm just like, I want to just melt into this couch and I don't really want to talk to anyone. With some wine. With some wine and British TV. We are honest. Or or um sometimes it's just tea and British TV. Um It's good. It's good. Someone will want to share my space. (laughs) Um so like sometimes I don't make my bed and I'm a neat freak and so most people think I make it every day. I don't. This is a confession. Freedom (laughs) to come and go. I can't travel as much. I can't flirt with people when I think it's funny. Um the open Mm. possibility of what if it's that guy or what if it's this guy. Um, the friends that I have that are dudes that we have like a really weird relationship with our relationships would have like severe clarity real quick. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I realized like, so we had to come up with like, what are our insights in those things? And I said, I realized I like my time, but I also realized I'm more open than I thought I was. And I actually like being in a relationship. So yeah, those are all my things. And now I don't know what to do with it. Cause I'm like, well. I mean, she just wants us, the first week is us just kind of seeing what our mindset really is and then trying to work around it. Okay. And she's going to talk you through all of, like, what you wrote down? I guess so. Okay. You know what songs come into my mind? (laughs) These are my confessions. Yes. Usher? (laughs) Yes. Or Usher, Usher, as I like to call him. Yup, yup. Yeah. And then look at him. He, like, cheated on his wife. Punk. But, but, 
yeah, we're not we're not looking for an usher. We're um, not looking for an usher. Sir, I think the like body type, maybe. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Bobby, yes. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, it's fine. We're kidding. I just I don't know. I like that is scary. Is like what I think you might have told me this over the summer. Um like inviting somebody into like something simple as like your ritual before bed. Like that is your time to like be by yourself, like to watch TV, um, to kind of just like clear your headspace and you love your time. And like, I, I get that. Like I, like I have to be by myself at some points and like being in my room before bed or like doing things like that, that is like, that's my space. Like that's your space. Um, and so like, it is uncomfortable and like being open with somebody, like when they live in your house, like you are, what is it called? Like what's your class called? Naked dating, naked and afraid. Um, (laughs) and afraid in the dating world. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's gonna, it's gonna be uncomfy, but I, I don't know. Every, I don't want to say the cliche thing because everybody says like, oh, when you find the right person, like none of that matters, but it does. It sucks. I don't know. I honestly don't know what I'm saying, but I just like, I want to encourage you and like when somebody steps into your life, yeah, we're not going to say when somebody steps into your life, you're going to know. We're going to say when somebody steps into your life, you're going to know if they're good or not, if they accept that was the like pushback I had for her because she was like, You're gonna really? Yeah, she was like, You're gonna know when that right person steps in her life. And I, I felt bad, but I was like, Um, Lisa, I don't know how to tell you, I knew before. Wow. Like I've known, I was pretty confident. And then when that falls apart, your ability to believe in your knowing. Hmm. You know, and how many of my friends have said, Oh, I I knew the moment I met him and now they're divorced. So like yeah, like, what's the truth? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know me. I'm a romantic. I like all the romantic comedy movies. I wish it was just, <laughs> like, he falls into your life. I actually have a friend who literally her husband fell down a flight of stairs into her arms. True story. That's how they um, met. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> how do you compete with that? You don't. You just let it happen. You let it happen. Man. So you, like... Would you say like it, it like to trust yourself in knowing? Yeah, like she was saying, yeah. you know, you don't need to be anxious. You're just gonna like know. And I'm like, mm, I'm not anxious, but I've I've known, and it was wrong, and like pretty devastatingly wrong. Like, could have been real traumatic, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like it's a it's a journey, and it's something that I'm doing, and I'm proud of myself for trying it, but. It also feels just super weird to, like, admit to other people that I'm on this journey, you know? Hmm. Would you say that, like, or, like, why, yeah, why is it weird to admit to people? I think because people, like, like, at your age, it's normal. It's totally normal to be single. Like, that's normal. At yeah. my age, it's, like, most of the people that are single are divorced. Or there's, like, something pretty weird about them, you know? <laughs> yes um, that's not the truth for you but yeah thanks. I got you or got like you. they're like ridiculously picky or they live in Siberia I mean there's not <laughs> you know what I mean and it's not actually yeah. true because 51% of the US is single um, 
into adult years. So it's not actually true, but that's kind of like the narrative we've been told. Mm. Um, and so I think it's hard to like be different than the norm. And then it just feels more and more like it's something that people are so interested in. Cause they're like, well, how did that happen? Like what's secretly wrong with you? You know? Yeah. And sometimes I think for women, it's just that they are already sort of put together. And there is guys who have been fed this narrative that women who are like super put together, um, aren't going to be good partners because they're not going to need quote unquote need them. But I think we all need each other. Yeah, we do. We do. Well, thanks for chatting with me. I, um, I've been trying to call my best dude friend and, um, this is the hysterical part of it all. I think he's in a new relationship, which is how he, Uh. (laughs) this is how he, this is when he disappears. He goes into full, like I'm in it to win it mode. And, uh, Stop. Is I haven't been done? able to get yeah, I haven't been able to get him on the podcast or like even get him to answer the phone. And then every now and then I'll just get a text that's like, I miss you. And I'm like, I miss you too. Answer your phone. So Dingus. I've been I've been riding solo <laughs> for a couple of months. Not even a birthday call. Come what? On I know. John, if if you were hearing this right now, <laughs> come on. What? I know. I know. We love him. We love, we do John. love him. And I miss oh. him. And maybe the next show will be called um, Chasing John and it'll be about me finding him in one of his. I mean, he works a lot, too, so I can't just blame him. I hear the voiceovers to the intro to this in my head right now. So if this becomes a thing, hit me up. Uh, (laughs) Sarah, thank you so much for just talking and being open about this. Like I that's one thing that I appreciate about appreciate about you is it's weird and like it's weird to be vulnerable naked and afraid in the dating world um but yeah your just like ability to be open even in the anxiousness and like fear of letting people in sometimes because that's uncomfy like I don't know I always appreciate that about you um thank you so walking away from this know that love yourself amazing day please stay out of the hurricane she is still here but my home is still here, so <laughs> we're thriving. We're thriving. So, like, it is the slowest moving tropical storm. It's so slow. Yeah, no, it, like, what, I'm in Raleigh right now, so it's not bad here. Uh, but in Wilmington, it's supposed to rain until Thursday. They have, like, 23.5 inches of rain, and it's still going. I wonder if your um, dorm's flooded. I, they don't, they're not letting anybody on campus. Mm. So, I really think that, like, my apartments are not existent. Uh, that's okay. That's new, okay. New place to live. Yeah. That's great. Honestly, maybe a hotel. But um, yes. My sorority, we had to move into a hotel. I wasn't living in the sorority house at the time. But we had bats that made their home in our sorority dorm. And they like would not what? go away. And I think they would go away because I think the guy – that was like the bad ex- expert secretly likes being in a sorority Stop. house. I'm not kidding ew, you. Ew. It was like the weirdest thing ever. And uh, so we had to like, can you imagine a bunch of sorority girls moving into a hotel for a, like almost a whole semester? With a bunch of bats. Well, the bats were in our dorm. So okay. they, the bats were like, yeah, they had to, cause we have to be like, yeah, I don't know if they were endangered bats, but they had to be really careful about how they moved them. But all of y'all piling up your stuff and moving. moving into a hotel. I mean, I didn't do it. I had a I had an apartment at the time, but um, 
anytime I wanted to go see one of my sorority sisters, I and I don't think it lasted the whole semester, but can you imagine the poor hotel guests? <laughs> like maybe some of them enjoyed it, like getting to a hotel and there's just like, you know, 75 young, you know, sorority girls living there. I feel like that is a movie, like in it, the making. It really, <laughs> the Bat Hotel instead of the Bates Hotel. It was really yeah, like. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> It was so weird. And my mom, like, thought it was funny and got me this, like, bat that, like, um, at Halloween that, like, jiggled and shook and... What? <laughs> you know those, like, things when you walk by and they, like, shake and stuff? Yes. My mom so got, good one. My mom got me one of those and was like, look, it's like your dorm. Um, no, mom. No. She's the best, though. <laughs> All right. You have an amazing day. Um, I hope that... Uh, I can't wait for you to, like, I hope you know how I can't wait for you to come out and visit again. I know. I'm so pumped, honestly. Like, what, 12 days? I'll be there. 12 days. All right. I'll see you soon. Love you. All right. I love you too. Bye. Bye. Reentering this dating world has found me amongst the unfamiliar. Going out just because I want to get to know someone instead of knowing that, hey, I'm really actually into them. Spending time talking to people that I don't know really well sometimes overwhelms me. And so I had a long conversation with John, my best friend who, if you've been listening to the podcast the whole time, considers himself my life coach. And as usual, as well as being funny, he also had some pretty wise things to share. I've started dating again. Okay, and who are we dating? We aren't going to use specifics. Specifics. Okay. Um, we're dating. We're 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 doing the. We're opening the apps. The apps are on again, or will be on okay. again. I have one more day until I have to turn them on for my dating coaching. I haven't been okay. allowed to yet. Now I can. So now you're now you're turning it but turning it on. Turning it on, but I'm going on ad date tonight with an organically met person. Okay. Like friends of friends. This is, I saw a picture of this one, right? Yeah. He's super, okay. super tall. Yeah. I mean, not your height, but like, he's not a small dude. I think when you, when you see him, you should be like, quote, Marty Stewart. What's that? Touch me, turn me on, then burn me down. Uh, nope. Nope. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Do it. I'm Why kidding. not? Everyone's uh, doing it. I'm trying not to make going out on a date with someone a big deal. Well, that's true. It's a date. It's just a date. It could go great. It could not go great. The problem is, is we've been texting a lot, so I like, learned a lot about him. He's okay. super great. Uh, we have way different like tastes and things, so that'll be interesting. Okay. Um, okay. He's, he's way more like, uh, like one of his favorite movies has Bruce Willis in it, so there's that. Whoa. Okay, time out. <laughs> right, right. That's like that's bad. No, it's not that it's bad. It's just like that should be celebrated and a good thing. <laughs> He's just more of like into like dude movies where America kicks butt and takes names. Okay. So. Is his favorite movie Die Hard? No, it's uh, one of them is uh, Rising Sun, Empire of the Rising Sun, Tears of the Sun, something. Okay, yeah, where they go, we go and say the Monica Bellucci, the uh, aid workers in Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from like the Boko Haram type, you know, those peoples. You've got it. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. 
Bruce Willis rocked it, man. Yep. See, there we go. Don't know that I'd say it's a favorite. I like him already. Why wouldn't you? You just like, How does he feel about Red Dawn, the original, of course, with Patrick Swayze? You would just like anything. You just you would just agree with anything that makes me uncomfortable. Red Dawn makes you uncomfortable with Patrick Swayze? No, no, Red Dawn's good. No, I mean, just like, if a guy is, like, outside of my comfort zone, you love that. Oh, yeah, absolutely, because you need to be outside your comfort zone. I know. So, I'm doing this dating coaching stuff, right? Okay, so we've got a date with this guy. Any? Are we talking to anyone else too? Or are we? No, we just. I mean, we just we just re-upped, man. Okay, this was this was organic, and you're re-upping on the apps. What apps are we re-upping on? Bumble. I think we're going Bumble. Um, are you tindering too? Should I? I say, why not? The tough part is like I just had that photo shoot that was very uncomfortable for me, right? Okay. Like not uncomfortable for me, but very like kind of seeing myself in a different way. And okay. I can't use those photos for, like, a Tinder account because it looks like I'm a friggin' model, which... So, you use regular photos that people take. You can take pictures all the time. That's true. There you go. Easy. That's easy. Tonight will be great because this person's really fun and funny and... Fun and what? Funny. Okay. What did you hear? I thought you said something. Nothing. You heard something dirty, didn't you? No. No, no, no. John... I didn't, I didn't hear anything. Okay. I, that's why I had to have you repeat it. Okay. If I did hear something dirty, I wouldn't say it because I'd have to be edited. <laughs> so you have a date tonight? Is that tonight, did we say? It's like in a couple tonight. hours, yeah. Oh, well, where are we going? Uh, Mexican food. Okay, where? Uh, Mikasa. Mikasa? How do you feel about not, that? It's not El Matador. I know. I'm a little disappointed. Well, I mean, it was his I choice. I mean, it was his choice? Yeah. Why would he go Mikasa over El Matador? Now I'm going to question him. Hey, give him a chance. Isn't that what you said I get, to me? No, no, you give him a chance. That's what you said to me, is that I had to give him a chance. That's true. That's true. But as a man, and a red-blooded American, and a lover of Mexican food, I would have gone, I would have gone El Matador. You do love El Matador. I do love El Matador. So out of everything that we've done over the last year, would you say that I'm in a better place now than I was when I was 37? Hmm. Yes. Well, you've you've made some of the changes. Yeah. You've made, you've you've found things and you've said, I don't like this and I'm going to change it. So definitely you're in a better spot. Yeah, we're never we're never a hundred percent in the spot we'll ever be. We we need to be, but that's just part of everything. That's I'm not where I should be, but that's part of growing. If you're ever if you're ever a hundred percent there, then you've something's gone horribly wrong. Right. So yeah, that's a journey, not a destination. Exactly. So don't stop believing. <laughs> what if we just talked in music lyrics? We used to only talk in. Movie quotes, which is, by the way, why you would also like this guy I'm going out with tonight, because he can quote Zoolander. There he goes. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should date him. Maybe I will. I mean, maybe. You like a big guy. I never know. I do. Oh, yeah. There's, I, yeah, I'm going to just filter myself right now. Filtering myself. There's someone that you're attracted to that's really big. Go. No. No. Uh-uh. No. Okay. 
think I'm going to be okay. I think you will. You do you, boo. I feel like I've turned some weird corner where I feel okay. That's good. That was the whole point of it. Because you felt not okay in everything. Yeah, I mean, trust me, I get stressed out all the time. And, like, right now, I've, I was freaked out about getting attacked, like, literally, like, panicking about, is this the worst idea I've ever had? Clearly and, not. The worst thing that can happen is I have to get it removed. That's, while painful, it's still doable. It's still doable. And why would you have to get it removed? If I just hated it, or I get old and it's weird looking. I'd just do a bigger, badder tattoo over the top of it. I mean, I think some days, like, I look at girls in my run club who have, like, sleeves, and I go, yes. So, so long as they're cool stuff. Their stuff I mean, is, like, get, really pretty. It's like, you can get some real douchey sleeves out there. I know. I mean, you can get a lot of real douchey tattoos, real, just in general. You can do a lot of really stupid things, but I think you'll be fine. All right. Well, have fun, and you better get in those people's houses, because they're going to, like, report you to the police if you're just in their driveway. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. You know how much I love handcuffs. Okay. You're the worst and the best. I am. I am. Hey, I love you. Love you, too. I'll Have a wonderful soon. evening. Thanks. Hey. Hey. You're going to be okay, kid. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, John. Bye. <laughs> You're the worst. This dating coaching thing is probably the weirdest thing I've ever done. And I know I keep saying that, but the show keeps pushing me to do things that are the weirdest things I've ever done. I wish I could give you a little more detail and I probably can in the next couple of weeks, but I will tell you that it is pushing me beyond my boundaries from visualizing my perfect date to writing things out like, here's what I really want the person to be like, to here's why I actually don't want someone in my life. All of these things, all of these different coaching and training practices are trying to get me into this authentic space so that I can be honest, not just with myself, but with others about what I want and who I am and what it's going to take to get me where I want to be. One of the interesting things about me moving here is that before I began this church, I used a, a like a program called Mission Insight that tells you all about the like area around the church that you're developing or the place that your church is. And I discovered that the area that I now live in is one of the most dense areas for single adults. It doesn't seem like that when I'm in restaurants or even when I seem to be walking around, but maybe it is that way. When I'm in the gym or wherever it may be, I have to remind myself that there are lots of other singletons around. And like me, they might be looking for their other half. So, friends, wish me luck. And I hope I can go into more detail in a little bit. But for now, just know that I'm giving it a good old college try. And in college, I had no dating problems. Okay, I had some dating problems. But it definitely wasn't as bad as it's been in my 30s. Sandra List, the podcast is hosted by me, Sarah Heath. This episode was edited and mixed by Chad Michael Snavely and the team at CM Studio. Sandra List's website was created by Alex Maldonado. The theme song was written and performed by Daniel Roberts. You can visit us anytime at sandralistthepodcast.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for updates and exclusive content. If you like the show, hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Most importantly, leave a review. It's a great way to spread the word and help people find the show. 
So until next time, thank you so much for listening and keep looking for your bliss.